Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. If you listen on the Entail app, that's E-N-T-A-L-E, photos, links and videos of what we're talking about will pop up as you listen. Have a look. Hi, I'm Emily and I'm absolutely fine, but the back has fallen off our remote control and I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> well, you sellotape the batteries in. But then what happens if you want to get the batteries out? Well, you cut the sellotape off, change the batteries and re-sellotape it. But isn't that just like insanely depressing? Yeah, it's super grotty. But I mean, that's that's where we live. And by the way, I, I'm Annabelle and I'm absolutely fine. But um, my Sky remote control has been so overloved in the last few months. And the buttons have been so kind of tenderly and frequently caressed. that I rubbed all the letters and numbers off them. So every time I have to search for something, I have to guess. I have to guess when I'm trying to spell something out in search. And of course, I don't know how to delete one letter. So every time I fuck it up, which is all the time, I have to go right back to the beginning. So uh, is it possible, Emily, that remote controls are going to be the things that tip us over the edge? I mean, it feels like it. It feels I mean, like we're that, ed- we're that at the edge. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the knife edge. One minute, we feel all cosy and grateful and at peace to just wait and wait and wait and wait for this to be over. And the next, we are on this knife edge of despair <laughs> and fury and possible insanity. And so there are tiny little sort of toxic influences in our lives that just nudge us towards the abyss. So don't you find you're living in fear of all kinds of, sort of tiny things that would previously have been irrelevant to you? Oh, my God. Mercury is in retrograde. And do you know what that means? It means broken printers, frozen laptops, cars that won't start. I mean, I don't believe in this shit, but Mercury is in retrograde until the 21st of February. And I, oh, my God, braced, braced to deal with all the little goblin-y trouble that it will throw up. Smashed phones, Netflix unable to find itself or whatever, missed delivery slips when you're actually here. And of course you're here. Where else would you fucking be? And did you know that there's a website called Is Mercury in Retrograde, which just tells you if if the movements of this bastard planet might account for the weirdness. Yes, which or, it does. If, or if it's just your own personal weirdness, <laughs> which it often is. Um, well, you know, OK, so last week was bad, right? Yeah, I so mean, this bad. week might be no better, but let's all agree that last week was bad. Thursday night, a full moon that was a vicious wolf moon. I mean, we, as we've already said, we don't believe in this stuff, but this this was a violent wolf full moon. Um, and it's called, um, I googled it because it was so bad. <laughs> googled, it, googled it from my own personal mental health ward at home. Um, and, and it's called a wolf moon because the Native American tribes noticed wolves howling outside villages. I mean, <laughs> the way I feel, I'd like to howl outside a village. Maybe I just howl now. <laughs> Except I don't have the energy to howl. So no sleep, oversensitive, bit hopeless. You know, full moons, like menstrual cycles, should be cancelled during lockdown. Too much should be illegal. Oh, my God. Do you know what else has nearly broken me? Is my inability to get a sensible grocery delivery slot. So I've either got a 6.30am, what the fuck was I thinking? Or an 11pm. What the fuck were you thinking? (laughs) Who, Who stays up? Till 11pm. It's the only slot I could get. So it's incredibly derailing. And also, I, I don't know about you, but I'm panicking and booking my slots a month in advance. And, 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 and I promise that I'm going to edit the trolley later. So I'm just sort of dumping everything on there. And, um, and, and obviously I don't do. So now the cupboards are just full. I, they won't shut, but there is nothing to eat. Three massive bags of raisins, so much backup Lenore, 20 black bananas, seven kilos of frozen bees, but literally nothing for dinner. 
never anything for dinner. Um, and, um, you know, my daily walk now, which is like a religion that I mean, for a woman who, who never, who never even, I mean, I never put one step in front of the, in front of the other until last March. Um, so I go on my walk. Everywhere I turn, there's a magpie. Oh, fuck. It's like a conspiracy. I see at least four every day, but always separate, always one. One, 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 one. One for sorrow, one for sorrow, four times, five times. The omen of sorrow quadrupled. So I'm busy crossing myself, saying good morning to the magpie. <laughs> morning, Mr. Magpie. How's your brother? How's your wife? How's your accountant? I don't know because the superstition varies. And then last week I noticed from my mental health ward, my bed, um, that um, a magpie had started sitting, sort of roosting, I don't know what it was doing, on the roof opposite my bedroom window. And I was like, oh, my God, has one of those fuckers followed me home? Fucking hell. I've I... also started seeing crows everywhere. Oh, uh, you no know, good. and that's quite sinister. And so am I am I through my, you know, newfound connection with nature, am I awakening to the wonders of bird life or is the doom closing in? That's so funny. I'm so superstitious about knickers. My mother once told me that if I put my knickers on the wrong way round, like inside out, you can't change them. It's bad luck to change them. So I often, because I'm not concentrating and I can't quite bend over properly anymore, that um, that I put my knickers on inside out and then they, they all day I feel slightly sort of shamefully dishevelled, even more so. Anyway, um, I tell you the other thing. If it's not inside out knickers, it's um, the landline ringing. The landline. <laughs> I mean, it's probably Sky trying to get hold of you, but it might easily just be the Grim Reaper or HMRC or someone from your old school trying to contact you for a reunion. Oh, horrifying. Didn't you go to your old school reunion? <laughs> I did, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> just I the mean, terror. There it is. <laughs> the, yes, exactly. Our personality's on a plate. Um, <laughs> The terror of a school reunion. And at the moment, the constant low-level thrum of terror about appliances giving up. This is not sexy. It's not sexy terror, but it is real. And it is valid because what if the heating breaks, as it did in my house two weeks ago? What if the hot water breaks, as it did in my house three weeks ago? And the stress, you can't pop round to a friend's for a shower, can you? You can't pop to the gym for a shower. Oh God, why is the dryer making that noise? It last broke during the first lockdown, so surely it's okay. It must be okay. It's new. Never <laughs> assume. Is the dishwasher not cleaning properly because it needs salt? Which is, by the way, never on the grocery order that we vow to edit, as you said before. I have 10,000 bags of salt, so I'll, I'll send them to you. Do a drive-by. Yeah, so is it not cleaning properly because of the salt? Or is it not cleaning properly because it's about to explode? Something's got to give. It always does. And with mercury and retrograde, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> could be anything i know i'm very worried about the, our water pressure actually i shouldn't say it out loud oh my god oh my god i need to cross myself 25 times and find a rabbit's foot or something <laughs> anyway um uh, and the other thing oh my god is a twinge when is a twinge a twinge is it just a twinge or, or is, is it my disc popping out Exactly, because let's face it, are, we, are, you, are, you, are you doing your Zoom Pilates classes? My no. core is completely collapsed. My spine is only supported by the sourdough weighing my midsection down and giving it gravitas. But yes, I have achieved a kind of Winston Churchill style gravitas now, only on my waistline. But do I need a back supporting corset, do you think? Another Amazon order? I suppose I could just stop working in bed. Only joking. <laughs> I can't stop working in bed. Of course you can't stop working in bed. It's not really being in bed if your laptop's near you. It just doesn't count. <laughs> no, it doesn't count. There are lots of things that don't count, like Sunday carbs. 
I mean, it's Sunday after all, it's the Lord's Day and the Lord wants you to be happy. So he has taken away all carbs value on Sunday, wiped that bread slate clean, pasta too, and pastries and pancakes. And speaking of clean slates, telly hours don't count either on a Sunday. Eight hours of Netflix doesn't count. Nope, and you can't get pregnant standing up. <laughs> the Monday wallow doesn't count. I mean, who isn't flooded with self-pity and self-loathing on a Monday? Who isn't having a good old-fashioned Monday cry? I mean, listen, it's all very well setting your intentions. You're going to start the day. You're going to be like a great white shark. You're going to be terrifying. You're going to devour Monday. You're going to set that intention dial at 11 out of 10 until at one minute past nine, water starts to sort of leak from your eyes. And every terrible thought you've ever had about yourself takes on a human form a demonic human form sits next to you on the kitchen floor where you're crying and it just feels so hard. And yes, we can do hard things, but in order to do the hard things, we'll have to get up off the kitchen floor first. But the Monday Wallet isn't self-pity. It's not. It's just part of the course. In terms of our mental health, it doesn't count. doesn't count. Do you know what else doesn't count? The Wednesday hump. I mean, it may be called hump day, but it should be called get the hump day or, as I like to call it, lose your absolute mind at the most trivial things day. There's no humping going on, literally. There is only thumping as you throw your metaphorical toys out of your metaphorical pram. So you get grocery substitution rage. I get Instagram rage. What do you mean my deadline is one hour rage? And while you're riding that rage rainbow, you wonder whether you can get a bounce back loan to build a rage cupboard where you can rage and break things. But you don't have an anger problem. It's get the hump day and it is meant to be. Yes. And so to recover from Get the Hump Day, there's, um, there's Thursday vodka. Because <laughs> you've worked really hard and you fought really hard just to keep everything and yourself in check. And your Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday meltdowns haven't counted. So if you can keep the shame at bay, then it is possible to convince yourself that you've been entirely reasonable under pressure. <laughs> I mean, you, you slightly can't believe you haven't been recruited by like MI6 to run their dark ops or some kind of hostage negotiator. So it's Thursday. It's time for vodka to celebrate because you are that cool. You are ice cool like your cocktail. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't feel so cool when you fall up the stairs, but like it's Thursday. So whatever, it doesn't count. Oh God. I tell you what else, the Friday pill. Now this is all legal and above board before we get letters. Given your status as a cool work-killing machine, you don't like to take sleeping pills in the working week because uh, addiction. And you figured out it's okay to be sleep-deprived and insane on someone else's time, but not yours. So come Friday 9pm, like the rock star you are, you slip into clean sheets, spray the lavender thingy everywhere and pop a pill like it's Ibiza 98. Ten hours, guys. And in party terms, a sleeping pill doesn't count compared to anything else. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, which, yes. <laughs> <laughs> compared to an E. Yeah. Um, Saturday night shopping. Nah, it's just Monopoly money. You know, you're online. You're a little little crazy from all the sleep you had last night because of the sleeping pill and the not getting out of bed all day and the chocolate and the three-hour CBD bath you've just sat in. Um, so in your virtual basket is a sort of heady combination of maybe a velvet suit, sky-high stilettos, a cape, and fuck it, a bikini. So you're sort of <laughs> slightly channeling, I don't know, what is that? Zorro, Lauren Bacall, and a Bond girl. So in all senses, this is a triumph of her over experience. <laughs> but Saturday night shopping doesn't count. And the following Wednesday's trip to the post office with all your returns gives you a rage episode that registers a six on the Richter scale. But that doesn't count. Anyway, it's get the hump day. Doesn't count. God, all the rages. 
the micro rages that flood our days. I mean, I seriously think lockdown three has been the is the angry one. Yes, but in a really sort of sort of small, flaccid, sort of <laughs> <laughs> unimpressive way. These are micro rages. Yeah, yeah. They're tiny. They're the Syria. rages of the depressed, not the <laughs> rages of the magnificent. <laughs> I know. That's so true. Furious reactions to tiny, tiny things. It's amazing how powerful, for example, our emotional response to like even the opening line of an email can be. Like, I don't get paid enough for this shit, for a start. Now, this is the email that's sent to you on a Friday night that asks you to put together a presentation for investors for Monday and that also asks, and this is where it kills you, when life returns to some kind of office normal, the managing director's nephew can shadow you for the week. He won't be doing anything menial, but he's got lots of ideas. Of course he has, bless him. And a nicer car than yours. And then when you have a reaction, you just think, oh my God, oh my God, I'm about to have a rage surge. Because you've just opened, you've got yourself organised and you've opened the email that says the 8am breakfast Zoom is cancelled at 7.59am. Literally. When you've rearranged your entire fucking morning. Because, yes, it is true that lockdown mornings require much more intricate arranging than just leaving the house to go to work mornings. So now you've missed the 8am Pilates class online that you probably weren't going to do. You've missed your walk window um, and seeing the sky for an hour a day is the only thing standing between you and the asylum. You've missed breakfast, which means your snacking will begin at 9.58 and will, will not end until the end of your natural life. OK, other reaction that I've had to rage reactions that I've had to an email are bollocks. I'm going to have to be a grown up, grown up, grown up. You open your accountant's email and he says he needs to talk to you about VAT tax breaks and random legal stuff to do with the government who you have to give apparently random amounts of money or you'll go to prison because that's what adult life is. How do they know all this stuff and why do they think you'll be able to grasp it? And do you engage with the email like a grown up? Nah, you deal with it later. Definitely will. Of course you're going to deal with it later. And then sometimes you open an email and, and, you, and, you, and you decide, you sort of, with a sort of angry, wry smile, you think, I won't be infuriated. I will just assume that I am being scammed by a criminal gang. <laughs> because the email opens, we're starting a collective, constructive and hopefully uplifting exchange. It's a one-time thing. We really hope you'll participate. Um, we've picked those who we think will be willing and creative and who will make it really fun. So here's how it works. Please send a recipe to the person whose name is in position one below, even if you don't know them. And this is so unfun that it's, it's got to be a scam. It's got to be criminals who no sane, non-criminal person would instigate this, surely. Also, what recipe? I don't have any recipes. I just sort of chop stuff up and then heat it up. Honestly, when you said, please send a recipe, I had a full body clench. <laughs> I had my own little rage surge here. Um, the other one is the, is the almost automatic, I hate you, when old boy boyfriends get in touch. Old now, boyfriends old... have popped up a lot during lockdown. One appeared, uh, one popped up with me and his excuse to say uh, hello was happy VE day. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> Back so in May. But when they pop up in your inbox, oh, that's not good. Yes, and not a euphemism. To, and when they pop up in your inbox, not a euphemism, to ask for a work favour. Um, now, he's the one who, who got drunk and admitted that he quite fancied my flatmate and the one who said that in another life he probably would have hit on my mum. So he was basically the one specially created by Satan as a blight on womankind. The one who turned me into a shadow and the one who is now asking for my actual help. 
What is this, some kind of Harold Pinter play? You will absolutely not reply. Yeah, she replied <laughs> and she said, yes, of course I'd be happy to, didn't you, Em? I mean, of course I fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> but also there are the microaggressions that we pepper our own emails with. You know, everyone knows we're being dicks. We know we're being dicks. They know we're being dicks. But just to erase any doubt, let's give, let's give our listeners some translations. Okay, so a good one is, as per my last email. Oh, Translation, sorry, what do you want? A rocket up your ass? A barbershop choir sent to your house to sing you the contents of my last sequence of emails in four-part harmony? Do you literally want me to pull your knickers up for you next time you go for a pee? Stop knobbing around and get on with it. I've got better things to do, like... Well, that's just not the point. That's not the point. Rude to us. Okay, so when, when you write, I hope this helps, and the translation of that is, I hope this helps so that you never feel the need to contact me again. <laughs> Oh, my God. The other one, the standard, I hope you are well. Now, please note that this is not a question, which means you're not obliged to answer. I don't care what you did this weekend or if you're feeling cold today or isn't it boring that it's raining. It's just a placeholder. Just don't take it seriously. (laughs) When you write, oh, I'm sorry about the delay in replying, (laughs) which translates that. Yeah, it translates as I've been racking my brains for ways to get out of having to work with you ever. Uh, and so far, I haven't come up with any, anything convincing. So I guess here I am. Oh, my God. I feel seen, Annabelle. <laughs> uh, the other one um, that I also have fallen into the trap of writing is so nice to e-meet you, which is literally like, thank God we didn't have to Zoom, basically. I'm lying on the sofa in a Fleetwood Mac t-shirt waiting for my blackhead nose strip to dry as I typed this. Yes, although frankly, standards are sunk so low that I would probably do a Zoom meeting in a blackhead nose strip right now. Um, what about the emails that we just fervently wish that we had sent? The, the, the replies, we wish that we'd had the balls to type, the omissions that we regret and the, the boldness, basically, that we lack. Okay, so let me have a think. So... Basically, oh, if someone sent me a, well, all the times that people have sent me saying, I'd really like this complicated piece of work sent back to me by this impossible deadline. And what I would have really liked to have said was, and I'd like a Burberry coat, a set of Wusthof steak knives, a Mr. Whippy ice cream machine to have in my bedroom and a pony. What's your point? What's your fucking point? What's your fucking point? What about the emails which say in, in you know, in so many words, um, sorry, but um, this email is to tell you that I'm dumping you <gasps> by email. And then you have to be somehow dignified about that. But what you what I what I wish I, I, I had done was to say something like, um, you know, dear asshole, <laughs> thank you for formalizing the end of our relationship in writing. I understand your reasons, of course, and want to leave things on a positive note. Therefore, I want you to know that I don't agree with everyone who says you're a self-serving, morally ambiguous mummy's boy who wouldn't know a day's work if it slapped him in the face. Nor do I agree that your legs are disproportionately short for your body and that the pitch of your voice always makes you sound like you're frightened. (laughs) Don't know why all your friends and even some people who hardly even know you say that. Be happy. Love, Annabelle. Oh, P.S. If your brother tells you I slept with him twice, he's lying. It was only once. And to be fair, it, it was dark, I was drunk, and he has the same weird, shrill voice. <laughs> oh, my God. We should copy this out as standard. Yes. Templates. <laughs> yes, exactly. Send them out. Um, what, about those, um, <clears throat> what about those emails that you get that are basically, I'm doing a ski crawl around Europe's best resort to rage 
rage. <laughs> that was a, a classic. To raise money for endangered Abyssinian monkeys. And basically, what you want to say is, sorry, just so we're clear, you want me to help pay for your skiing holiday. How do the monkeys even come into this? Why don't I just donate to the monkeys? Wait, I don't care about the monkeys. I got bitten by a monkey in monkey sanctuary in India and I've had a really I had to have a really painful tetanus injection in my ass. I hate those bastards. Also, as you know, Annabelle, I really disapprove of skiing. We do disapprove of skiing a bit. We just probably because we can't ski, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, basically it just... it's a bit like it's a bit like looking at Instagram at the moment when people are away and you think take the temperature. I, <laughs> I wish I was there. <laughs> I know, but it's so much money and so much effort and showy offy. Totally, exactly. <laughs> the email that says uh, we hope you'll join us at our fortieth in Sardinia. Oh fuck! Um, I already feel sick about that. And you think okay. I just tried to work out how much this would cost me if I said yes, but I had to stop as my head exploded like the Death Star at the end of the original Star Wars, sending kind of violent atmospheric reverberations across the entire galaxy. Also, you're both really unpleasant when you're drunk. I'm really, <laughs> really boring and yet also nasty. Like, pull your eyes out of your head so you have something to throw annoying. Why can't you have your stupid party at your house? Or worse, like, the I don't know, somewhere at the end of your road. And this email from the people who gave me a paperback for my birthday. A paperback that I'd read before. <laughs> oh, my God. I've also had another rage surge. Um, what should we say to those emails that are, be part of our affirmation exchange programme? We should say, I will not be doing that. <laughs> that should be our mantra. I will not be doing that. I will not be doing that. The power of saying no. So we've established in this podcast today that we are both insane that we are very triggered, that many things are threatening to derail us, and that email is now our enemy, which leaves us pretty much sitting in a darkened room by ourselves, which is probably where we will remain until we see all of you beautiful people next week. Oh, true. All right, I'm locking myself in. Bye! Thanks for listening, guys. Lots Bye. of love. Bye! Bye! You've been listening to Annabelle Rivkin and Emily McMeekin of The Middle. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe. And we'll just leave you with this thought. I will not be doing that. <laughs> <laughs>